You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Who are my picks to be the players of the year in the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12? Plus, as a bonus, I'll give you a couple breakout players from those conferences that I am excited to see this upcoming season in college basketball. You are locked on the NBA draft. As always, I am your host. My name is Sam Ferris. You can follow me at Draft Dummies on Twitter. I am there uh, every day posting clips, posting stats, posting numbers, uh, just everything and kind of preparation for both the NBA and college basketball to finally come back. It has been fun during the offseason uh, tracking and preparing for the upcoming seasons. I love going back, uh, looking at old stats, digging into the film, doing all that preparation. And I put all that on Twitter. But at the end of the day, we're all very excited for some live basketball to be back. And I think NBA training camps open up in the next two weeks and college basketball in, in the next month or so. And so on today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to do a bit of a preview for the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the Big 12. Uh, for, for each conference, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the guy that I believe is going to be the player of the year in that conference. And I'm going to pick a guy that to me is a my favorite breakout candidate from that conference. And then the last thing that I'll do is kind of uh, an overarching headline that I think will kind of define the conference for this upcoming season. But first, this episode of the Locked On NBA Draft is brought to you by Wednesdays on the Locked On NBA. It's small market meets big market Wednesdays on the Locked On NBA podcast. Join Jake Madison of the Locked On Pels podcast and John Corrales of the Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so the first conference that I am going to start with today is the Big Ten, and I will go ahead and start with my prediction for the player of the year in the Big Ten is EJ Liddell. Uh, there's a lot of guys that I think you could choose from. I'm going to talk about a couple of those other guys in a second. But to me, EJ Liddell had a big season last year. And I think this year you can kind of expect the same in the ballpark of, yeah, put up 16 points last year and 6.7 rebounds. I think those numbers are going to go up into kind of the 17 and 8 range. Uh, a lot of what we do, obviously, on this podcast is project these guys as NBA players. That That's not really what I'm necessarily doing here. I don't view him as a, a first-round NBA prospect. But I think the reason for that is, is that he's kind of a tweener in the NBA. And, you know, years ago when we talked about tweeners, those were mostly guys that we referred to as, like, they're not a three, but they're not a four either. Well, that that's not really an issue anymore. But now the the real tweeners in the NBA are guys that aren't really fours, but aren't really fives either. So they can't really defend the rim defensively, but they can't really play on the perimeter 
either offensively. They don't really have that skill set. So kind of the point there is the 3-4 tweener doesn't really exist anymore, but now the real tweener that we do have to worry about and guys that sometimes do have issues finding a spot in the modern NBA are the 4-5 tweeners. And that's why EJ Liddell to me isn't really a first round prospect, but I expect him to have a huge season at Ohio State. I think they're going to finish top three or four in the conference in the Big Ten. I think Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, and Ohio State to me are clearly the top four teams in the conference. And kind of moving on here to, you know, what I think will be the headline or kind of the overarching theme of the Big Ten this upcoming season is the big man continues to dominate the Big Ten. And that's what we've seen for the last few years from guys like Oturu and Xavier Tillman to obviously Luca Garza was a fantastic player at Iowa last year. And just look up and down kind of the rosters this year in the Big Ten. It, it's going to look a lot the same. EJ Liddell, I just mentioned him, my pick to be Big Ten Player of the Year. Kofi Coburn is back. Hunter Dickinson, Travion Williams, Trace Jackson Davis, Keegan Murray. Um, so that theme with bigs dominating the Big Ten and a lot of the great bigs in college basketball residing in that conference, to me, I think that is something that I look at as an overarching theme for the Big Ten. The bigs are going to continue to dominate. Again, a lot of those guys aren't necessarily real first-round NBA prospects like Oturu and Garza weren't to me either, but I think they're all very good players and they certainly make for very fun college basketball matchups. Um, so that's a good transition because one of the guys that I mentioned there, who's kind of the least heralded of those names to me is Keegan Murray. And he is my pick to be the breakout player in the big 10 this year, a guy that played a role as a freshman on Iowa last year, but obviously Iowa, was stacked with upperclassmen. That's kind of how they've been for a while now, kind of like similar to Wisconsin. But still, he cracked the rotation and he was very productive. The underlying numbers and analytics did really like Keegan Murray, and so did I. Uh, he, to me, is more of a modern four who can play kind of the four or smaller five in the NBA. He's a very fluid athlete and like I said, he just checked a lot of the statistical boxes last year, whether you look at just all in one metrics like BPM really loved him. Um, the stock numbers he put up really well. He shot the ball well from kind of the mid range in the free throw line, which uh, would certainly give us hope that that will stretch out to the three point line. And I just think he has the functional skills and the functional base of yeah, both the skills and the athleticism at 6'8". So, you know, something that I always say is if a guy is pretty well-rounded but doesn't really have any outstanding skills and he's like 6'2 or 6'3", well, that's not necessarily very intriguing as an NBA prospect. But for a guy like Keegan Murray, who's 6'8", who moves very well for his size, he's fluid, he's got this baseline of skills. Yeah, when you're six foot eight. That to me is a very intriguing NBA prospect, similar to Rocco Perkishin, a guy that I loved last year and will be in the draft this coming season. So 
just that baseline for Keegan Murray of skills, that baseline of athleticism at six foot eight with very good statistical indicators. Um, a couple of different like statistical thresholds and analyses that I like to run all really liked Keegan Murray too. So he's a guy that I think also is going to have a ton of opportunity. And as such, he is my pick to be a breakout player in the Big Ten this upcoming season. If I had to predict, I would say that I think he plays his way into being a top 40 pick. And I guess I should say top 45 because to me, when you look at the NBA draft, usually there's like a clear top 45-ish or so guys. And then the last 15 guys are just very hard to predict. They can often be guys that are stashed. Um, But the top 45 guys, that's usually the group of guys that you're pretty sure are going to get drafted. And so I think he is going to fall into that category of guys that, you know, six months from now in the middle end of the season when March Madness is about to hit, when we have a better idea of who are the legitimate prospects, I think he's going to be one of those guys that is pretty certain to be drafted next upcoming season. So I'm excited for him. I think he's going to break out both as a player at Iowa. Obviously, Garza's gone. He's going to walk into that opportunity. But I do believe Keegan Murray will really stand out in this upcoming draft cycle as well. So EJ Liddell is my pick for player of the year. Again, I think the big man continues to dominate the Big Ten and those big man matchups. It's going to be like every night. And so I'm looking forward to watching those. And then Keegan Murray, the breakout player of the year. So coming up next, I'm going to hit on the Big 12 and then in the final segment, the Pac-12 But first, let's get into a break. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on one phone, and then you've got another device for your Netflix and another device for your Hulu. Uh, We just tend to all have a lot of different devices, and it's kind of a clutter. But you don't have to do that anymore. You can get your TV and all your entertainment all in one place. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV on demand favorite places all together like never before. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games this week, that particular week, excuse me. It didn't really make sense and required little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. So, Sleeper has this one-of-a-kind version of fantasy basketball where it's more strategic and, it let's face it, it's just better. So, uh, you can find a link. I'll put it in the description of this show where you can access Sleeper, but... To me, this is just the best way that you can do fantasy basketball. It fixes a lot of the issues in the past. And I think uh, I'll be playing this upcoming season. And I think it it just is going to be a lot more fun using, again, Sleeper to do your fantasy basketball. 
All right, so let's get in now to the Big 12. The Big 12 is going to be a very fun conference. I think this is the last year, I believe, before a lot of big changes hit the conference. So I'm looking forward to kind of enjoying this last season with what I kind of view as the classic Big 12 that I mostly grew up with. But I'm also excited for the changes as well. That's just kind of now the nature of of college sports. And I think that's probably going to continue. So I'll start with the guy that I have projected as my pick to be the Big 12 player of the year this upcoming season. And that is Marcus Carr out of Texas. So this will be the third stop for Marcus Carr in college. He started at Pittsburgh, then of course had a very good career at Minnesota. And because of the COVID issues, they're obviously letting guys come back to college if they wished. And Marcus Carr did wish for it. And in fact, he did transfer to Texas. And I think that, uh, I think he's gonna be the best player, at least put up the biggest stats onto me, the best team in the big 12, that being Texas. And so, you know, just usually the point guard that has the ball in his hands a lot, he's a proven college player. You can argue with the efficiency. He did shoot below 40% from the field last year, but he takes and makes big shots. He has the ball in his hand in big moments and throughout the game. And he's going to be playing for, to me again, the best team in the Big 12. So I have Marcus Carr projected as my player of the year in the Big 12. Again, I don't view him as a first round prospect in the NBA draft, partly because of the age. He's just been around for a while now, but also he's just a small guard. And something I like to talk about is just the laws of supply and demand. And every year in college basketball, there are a lot of very small but very talented college guards that come out. And we just have to be frank about it in the NBA. There just aren't that many teams that need small guards. Uh, You know, NBA teams are looking for versatile guys who can guard multiple positions. And there's just such a surplus of those small guards. They tend to hang around for a while, too, and last. And plus, there's a lot of good ones playing over in Europe, too. So there just isn't that many spots for guys like Marcus Carr. Could he play his way into being a backup or a third string point guard in the NBA? It's possible, but I certainly like just uh, what I, I certainly like what I expect from him next year at Texas in terms of putting up numbers and being a very good college point guard. And so this is a good transition into kind of my overarching thoughts and my headline for the big 12 this upcoming season. And that headline is that all these newcomers are coming into Austin, Texas, and they are going to take UT straight to the top of the Big 12 in basketball this coming season. Now, uh, is Texas a basketball school now? I don't know. They might be. Shaka Smart, to me, disappointed a little bit as a coach there. Never quite lived up to the expectations. Obviously, if you followed our show and you followed college basketball last year they had a ton of talent on the team a ton of athleticism but they lost in the first round of the tournament and just didn't quite live up to all that talent they now bring in to me you know for my money he's a top three coach in college basketball I could hear arguments for Chris Beard being the best coach in college basketball I think he's fantastic he was awesome at Texas Tech and he moves just over to Texas And the crazy thing is that 
along with him, you look at their roster now and they have a ton of newcomers. But the thing is, they're not new to college basketball. I think the top four guys that I project this coming season to be their top four, you know, scores or minutes guys are all seniors in Marcus Carr, Courtney Ramey, Timmy Allen, and Andrew Jones. But then you keep going down the list, Dylan Disu, Trey Mitchell, Devin Askew, who is coming over from Kentucky, and then Christian Bishop. To me, those are the top eight or nine guys. And the crazy thing is that only two of those guys in Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones played for Texas last season. So you're looking at seven, basically, of their top nine guys are newcomers. Their coach will be in his first year there. And yeah, I mean, the transfer portal has been a major theme this past offseason. And I think they have used that new coach and the transfer portal. And I think they have the most talent in the Big 12. I really like the roster. And I think they've got a ton of depth, especially at guard. I mean, Ramey and Andrew Jones to me are are very good returning guards, but then you add Carr and Allen, that could be one of the two or three best guard groups in all of the country this next upcoming season. So I have Marcus Carr as my pick for player of the year. I think Chris Beard's the, well, it's hard to say he's the best coach. Bill Self is in the Big 12, but I love Chris Beard as a coach. And I think with all those newcomers, that still have a ton of experience plus Chris Beard. I think that to me is the best team in the Big 12. And I think that'll kind of be the theme this year is again, it's going to be Kansas. It's going to be Baylor and it's going to be Texas duking it out. I have Texas winning the Big 12. Okay, so moving on to my my breakout player here. I mean, by nature, the breakout player is someone that is coming in a bit under the radar, but this is a bit of a deep deep dive here. I'm going with Jalen Bridges out of West Virginia. He was a freshman last year. Obviously, West Virginia had a lot of good players, including a guy named Miles McBride, who I love and who I'm excited to see play for the New York Knicks next season. He was drafted in the second round of the NBA draft. But Jalen Bridges to me is a guy that came on during the second half of the year. He's not necessarily going to wow you just if you look at his point totals last year. But again, similar to Keegan Murray, a lot of the underlying numbers and analytics do like him. He posted a good box plus minus and the team was better with him out on the floor. But again, I like these wings who are versatile, who have size and who have length. Jalen Bridges is six foot seven and he shot over 41%, I think right at 41% from three last year. So when you're looking at guys that can break out and guys that NBA teams are looking for, you're looking for versatility on the wing with size and you're looking for shooting. And that is check and check for Jalen Bridges. So I look at him in the vein of a guy like Devin Vassell who had an under-the-radar solid freshman season, but nobody really viewed him necessarily as like an NBA draft pick. Now, I don't think he's going to be as good as Devin Vassell. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be a lottery pick necessarily, but I could see him playing his way either as a sophomore or as a junior into being an NBA draft pick. And I think he's going to be one of the three most important players for West Virginia. So look, he's just a guy that wasn't talked about that much didn't have a ton of usage as a freshman, played his role well. 
I think he can scale up in usage a little bit and put up some numbers this coming season and be a good player for West Virginia. So I think he's a guy whose name you're going to hear a lot more, and that's why I'm picking him a little bit under the radar, but I've got Jalen Bridges out of West Virginia, the 6'7 versatile wing, as my breakout player. All right, we're going to get into the final break here, and then I will finish up with uh, moving out to the West Coast, where I'm going to hit on the Pac-12, and I've got some fun thoughts coming up on that conference. But first, of course, we got to hear from Built Bar. They have the best tasting protein bar that exists. I've had a lot of the um, cookies and cream this week. I think I've had like five of them. They taste so good. That is one of my favorite flavors for sure. I also like mint brownie and raspberry, but they are also 100% covered in chocolate, which I love. And on top of tasting so good, they also are very healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, and only four to five grams of sugar and net carbs. So if you want a protein bar that has great flavors, taste, and are healthy, you will want to try a Built Bar. Because you're listening, of course, to my show, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are again on the gridiron as teams are back to start another season of college football. I love basketball, but I also love watching the NFL. And I do know that Bet Online is the number one spot for all pro and college football action this coming season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. They've got everything from football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. All right, well, let's get into the final segment. We're going to go ahead and finish up this podcast with the Pac-12. I am based out of the West Coast. I've always lived on the West Coast, so the Pac-12. I love staying up late at night, catching those late-night games. Um, And I'm excited for this coming season. I think there's a lot of talent in the Pac-12. And, of course, who can beat listening to Bill Walton, my favorite announcer in college basketball? Certainly divisive, but I, I just... I love how eccentric he is, his love for the game, and I'm a fan of the history of, of, of both the NBA and college basketball. But let's get into the picks that I've made here. I think this is probably my biggest surprise, I would say, in terms of the player of the year that I'm picking. But I'm going to go with Azulus, Azulus Tubelis out of Lithuania. He's a sophomore at Arizona. Again, that's Azulus Tubelis to be the player of the year in the Pac-12. Now, some people might be surprised by that because the name that you hear most in terms of the guy this coming season for Arizona is Benedict Matherin. I do think Matherin is their best pro prospect. I think he's going to be a top 20 pick in the upcoming draft. And he rightfully so gets probably the most pub there. But I do think that Tubelis is going to be 
number one, Arizona's leading scorer next year, but also probably just their best, you know, college basketball player, their most important guy next season. And I think this guy is really talented. If you're looking for kind of a, a, a comp here, to me, like Drew Timmy is kind of the guy that I think of in that both of them are post guys, a little bit undersized, but have a ton of craft, great hands and great feet. He also, similar to Drew Timmy, came on kind of at the end of his freshman season and started really turning it up. And then Tubelis also played for Lithuania this past season in the FIBA under 19 championships. And he put up monster numbers. Uh, he was one of probably the four or five best guys there. And this is including a lot of the best prospects on earth, whether it's Wimban Yama or whether it's a lot of the guys that Canada in the U.S. had who will be drafted in the next few drafts. But in this tournament, over the course of the tournament, he put up 16 and a half points, nine rebounds, including one of the performances of the tournament against Canada where he put up 32 and 12. I recently watched that footage and that's part of the reason, you know, I was very high on Tubelis last season and was expecting a big jump from him. And then I've watched the film on what he did in this FIBA under 19 championships. And he is just such a natural score in the post. Again, kind of like Drew Timmy. I just think in the in the way that college basketball is played, especially with Tommy Lloyd coming and taking over at Arizona, I think they're going to play through Tubelis, and I think he's going to be a monster scoring kind of in the post and in the short to mid-range. So he's going to put up numbers. I know that's a surprise pick. Most people would pick somebody from UCLA, probably a Juzang. I'd probably say Juzang, maybe Tiger Campbell to win that award. But I think Tubelis is going to win that award. And so kind of as a transition here, my like hot take slash headline here is I think Arizona does surprise. And I'm going to hedge and say I think they finished top two in the Pac-12. They might even, I think I'm going to pick them to go ahead and actually beat and finish ahead of UCLA. Obviously with UCLA making it so far last year all the way to the final four and losing in heartbreaking fashion to GU that, and they've got pretty much everyone from that team coming back. Juzang opted to come back to UCLA. Look, they are stacked. They're loaded and they have a good incoming freshman class. But I love, like to me, Arizona has one of the more underrated, just one of my favorite rosters coming in, obviously led by Tubelis and by Matherin. But if you just look up and down their roster, they have so many guys. This is what's interesting. They have so many guys that to me could take a real leap from the, where they were last year. Again, whether it's Matherin or Tubelis, but Kerr Kreisa is a very good guard that is coming off a good freshman season that can really shoot it. Pella Larson, who transferred from Utah, was a guy that I under the radar really liked last year. That's a big get. Dallin Terry, I thought, was a guy that I was higher on in the consensus last year, Arizona. Christian Coloco, too, is a pretty solid big man. Like, any one of those, like, five or six guys could take a legitimate leap. And if two or three of those guys do, then I think you're looking at Arizona as a top-two team in the Pac-12. And that's where I've got it them slated in as. And 
look, I'm a guy that grew up in Spokane. I'm a Gonzaga fan. I love the Tommy Lloyd hire. He is an international guy that has spent so much time there recruiting. And it's awesome because you look at this roster at Arizona, they already had that international imprint and he's already brought in more guys there and that's going to continue. This team feels like an awesome team to just kind of debut Tommy Lloyd as a head coach. And I think they finished top two, if not even maybe number one in the Pac-12. I think it's them. I think it's UCLA. And then I think USC and Oregon will finish kind of in the top four. To me, that's kind of the group that I expect to finish at the top of the Pac-12. But moving on now to kind of my breakout player that I expect to take a big step forward this upcoming season. And I think WSU, uh, there you go, there's my hint, WSU, I think they are going to surprise people. I think they too are going to finish in the top half of the Pac-12 last season. My breakout candidate out of the Pac-12 is F.A. Abagidi. Another tough name, but look, another guy that I think will be an NBA prospect by the end of this coming season. I think he'll play his way into being a guy that is drafted, maybe not in the first round, but again, not quite. I do prefer Keegan Murray as an NBA prospect in terms of just projecting them down the line. But Abagidi is more of, he's a modern five who is a very good athlete. He's super quick, but very quick, especially getting off the floor and just explosive. So this happened a bit under the radar because WSU, Washington State, hasn't had a very good college basketball team in a while now. But they under the radar did actually have a top 25 defense last season. And Abagidi was the guy that, that had the best defensive rating on the team. They were at their best defensively when he was out there manning the middle. He's a guy that's going to block shots. He's going to deflect a lot of balls. He's very active. He's just a rim deterrent. And so he's kind of that modern NBA five who's like 6'9", 6'10", can roll to the basket with that vertical pop to catch lobs and then is going to protect the rim on the other end. And I think he does because of his athleticism. He's got a chance to be able to switch onto the perimeter and guard guards. That's just always difficult to predict. But I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, I'm going to make the projection and the prediction that WSU does finish top six in the Pac-12 last year. I think they are going to have another under-the-radar good season. I think they're going to have a top 25 defense again. And as Abagidi enters into his sophomore season, he's going to be even better. He's going to man the middle. He's going to get a lot of the recognition for them being a legitimate defense. So F.A. Abagidi is my pick to be the breakout player in the Pac-12, along with WSU kind of being a breakout team there. So again, to summarize, I got two Bellis out of Arizona as my player of the year prediction. I think Arizona surprises. And in Tommy Lloyd's first season there, I think they take the Pac-12. Again, I love that roster. I really am excited to see Arizona play this upcoming season. I think they're going to get back to being one of the best teams along with Gonzaga on the West Coast. And then my breakout player, the surprise out of Washington State, is F.A. Abagidi. So 
just keep your just keep your eyes open for these guys that have kind of called out to be some of the breakout players. Jalen Bridges, Keegan Murray, and F.A. Abigail are the three guys that I'm predicting. I'm going to go ahead and say two out of the three of those guys will be drafted next season. And you can say you heard it here first. <laughs> I, I've certainly missed out on a lot of these guys. This is kind of an under-the-radar kind of breakout thing. So they are a bit of long shots, but these are guys that I've been keeping track of and I really like. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, I've enjoyed covering these three conferences, and I'll do some of the other conferences on my show next week. But you can follow me again at Draft Dummies on Twitter. I love posting stuff and interacting with everyone. Always excited to talk basketball. Always excited to, uh, to record this show every week. So thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Betting on the NBA or the NFL does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and also Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.